Has anyone ever said to you, it's just a TV show? That's when you know it's time to cut them out of your life. If you don't think it's just a TV show, you'll probably love my podcast, She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. And it's available everywhere you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number two of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy and excitement of a trip to the local movie rental store as a young kid? The exhilaration of walking up and down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Yes, it sure is hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to get off your couch. But there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and falling in love with it when you get home. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from the movie rental store era to see if they still hold up. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me for the second episode in a row, my pleasant-smelling co-hosts, Sean Pryor and AJ Vence. How the heck are you guys? I'm a Mitchum man. Mitchum? I'm a Mitchum, a Mitchum man. man. Yeah, I put that on my pits, and that's it's gold, buddy. Uh, you guys smell great. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. I mean, that's not just... I didn't just write that on my notepad, like, this is what I'm going to call them today. I'm like, you guys smell really great. That's good. Because I, I was nervous, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's up in the air, usually, with, with AJ... Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's true. Uh, you, just never I, know. you know, there are days that you just don't want to do anything, and that includes shower. And uh, and I think today might be one of today those was about half of those one of those half days. Yeah, the half days. Well, we're we're sure glad you're joining us. Hopefully, you enjoyed episode one. Hopefully, you're deep into Halloween season because it is season, just buddy. It is so. This is like. It's around the corner right now, yep. and it's things are starting to feel weird. The veil is thinning. The veil is thinning. Ah. The veil is getting <laughs> so thin. And, and you know, I was thinking the other day, I wonder what our – I mean, I know AJ doesn't watch Halloween movies until <laughs> – But, you know, I told you last week that Hocus Pocus was on my every year list of movies. Right. Um, but then I have some other movies and things that I like to watch. Like I Halloween 1 and 2, the original, yep. I always watch on Halloween night. One and two? Yeah, one and two, the original Halloween night. Like, when everything's done, come home, it's quiet. And the, those movies have always been it, some of my favorites. Like, as, along with Hocus Pocus, like, nailing, like, yeah, the feel the of feel. Halloween. John Carpenter's original Halloween, doesn't. It does, nothing holds a black candle to no. it. You know, oh. A black flame candle, if you will. But but I also enjoy two. <laughs> I enjoy two as well because it's so con- continuous. Yeah, uh, I, I like I like sequels that pick up right away. Right. Those those are those are always fun. But have you ever have you seen the third one? No, that was the one where he's not even in it. Yeah, right? I think I did watch it once and I went. Mm. I remember. I mean, it's it's like it's what people say about it. But like when they first watch it, like Mike Myers isn't even in it. Like it's fucking stupid. But it's great. Yeah, and so I should. So it, I should add that to the list. You should year. definitely watch that this year. It's it's a hundred percent like a, a fun Halloween experience. Like in there's a shot in the movie of kids walking on a hill, trick or treating. Sun's going down. Oh. And it's just like that is Halloween. The but vibe, just just like in Monster Squad, which maybe we'll talk about someday. Oh, maybe the, <laughs> where they're walking with Frankenstein, sunset like on the street, just screams Halloween. That shot in that movie does too. I also I own this. I might be the only person that owns this. I found a bootleg DVD 
of every Halloween episode from Roseanne. Oh my god! And and if you've never watched the Roseanne <laughs> Halloween episodes, they went over the top. Roseanne was a huge Halloween fan, and they had some unbelievable episodes back there for for TV series sitcoms. I also try to watch the Home Improvement. Uh, Halloween episodes. <laughs> that would definitely be it for me. Is that uh, is that is that's Halloween? Now, that's, that's my TV. That's my TV Halloween right there. Is is, is definitely home improvement. That's about not that I could call too much out by it, but I just. Uh, so, you know how some sitcoms or some TV shows you just like for The Office. I love their Christmas specials. Right. But when it comes to like Home Improvement. Oh, I love Halloween. their Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. Sean, Sean's looking at me and you like he's never seen any of those, and he does not believe that yeah. they're I, actually Halloween. I I believe you. I uh, <laughs> I, I just don't subscribe to the Roseanne channel. <laughs> well, I'll let you borrow. <laughs> I'll let you borrow my DVD. You want you enlighten us? What are your What are your top five okay, Halloween boys, movies? Here we get, go. Get ready for an hour because <laughs> you thought you were tuning in for Beetlejuice. One of my favorite movies of all time is Phantasm, and I just I love the feel of that movie. Uh, I love. I mean, Halloween, Halloween one and two. I even like one of the things I really like watching around Halloween time is actually the making of Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, because it looks like they're having the blast and it's like being able to see Rob Zombie at work and what and make a movie and like all the inner workings of the bullshit of going into making a movie and stuff like that. It's really fun to watch and it's all on YouTube if you want want to watch it. But I I also uh, watch like old. Uh, clips of Halloween commercials from the seventies. Dude, are you see, will you send those to me? Yeah, absolutely. It, I love. I'll just listen to them and like while I go to sleep. And, and oh my god, I that sounds it. amazing. It's just like ads for like candy and like ads for movies back in the day. Like Halloween two is, is on there, featured on there. Uh, Cre- creepy crawlers like has to be on there. Oh right? yeah, like 100%. the little candy machine. It was like it was like the guys' version of Easy Bake Ovens because <laughs> apparently guys are just dirty assholes and just want <laughs> like <laughs> bugs, bugs <laughs> and worms and gross. <laughs> But uh, Supernatural is a a great show for Halloween for me. I love watching that show. Um, And then uh, Trick or Treat, Mike Doherty's uh, Trick or Treat from... I think like 2000. And is that the re- is that the one you told me to watch last year? It's a bunch of kind of short stories. Yes. That was incredible. Yeah. I really Amazing enjoyed movie. that. And you watched Tales of Halloween too, right? Ta- okay, maybe Tales of Halloween was also what I was thinking of as yeah. well. Yeah, Trigger Tree is, you can't get any better for a Halloween, adult Halloween movie. It's it's just a, a, a oh my God, a compilation. Uh, anthology. Anthology, thank Ooh. you. Uh, of great Halloween stories, and it's probably one of the best well there there you go if you're if you're listening to this and you still got a couple days until halloween just add those to your list you bet bam so um yeah because we're still in october because we still want to hit him with the bam that movie that everybody loves maybe like a hint of scary but not a halloween movie kind of a thing you know we uh we chose uh one of my absolute favorite movies um i i have this on my list for october viewing usually every year so it fits in and we're talking about the all-time classic Beetlejuice. Oh my God, Beetlejuice. Beetle. I, Don't I, say. I, it. Sorry, I won't do. I won't say it again. That's fucking close, you guys. Ooh, that's bad. Don't, we'll, we'll get into that. Sean, take us down the road. Tell tell us what we got to know about this movie before All we right. dive back into it. So we got a screenplay by Michael McDowell uh, and Warren Skarin, uh directed by Tim Burton, obviously. Uh, famous, famous score by Danny Elfman. Oh. Um, production designed by Bo Welch and costumes by Ag Rogers. Uh, Burton was working on Batman uh, after the, su- the success of Pee Wee, uh, but it wasn't being greenlit. Uh, they were just some 
probably bullshit with Batman, you know, like the property rights and stuff like that, or just the rights. Uh, Burton began reading scripts just out of frustration for not getting Batman made, and um, Beetlejuice is one of them. The script was uh, originally very, very dark. Uh, <laughs> it had, um, when when our main characters, well, we'll get into that when we get get there, but it was very, very dark, but uh, the Scarin, Scarin's rewrite changed the tone to a more whimsical uh, Burton-esque we're used to, but um, most people turned down the script because it was way too weird, uh, including Universal. They they even, like, scathed, because um, I think uh, Michael McDowell was an author. Uh, they scathed uh, Michael McDowell and um, told him, I think, like, you're losing your touch or you're, you know, you, really? we need something like by tomorrow or else you're like, you're done for in this town or some shit like what? that. But they were very harsh on it. Uh, and, uh, actually Geffen, I think, I think the same Geffen records as well. They, they bought the script. Jeez. And, um, wasn't that what Creed albums came yeah. out on? Wasn't that <laughs> Geffen? I think, that, I think Rob Zombie was actually on that record. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, but, uh, a lot of actors also turned it down and, and didn't get the script at, at, like at all. Um, but you know, we have, we have our cast, of the, the the most perfect cast out there, like Jeffrey oh, Jones, yeah. we we don't have to. He's a bit of a petter ass, but we don't have to go there <laughs> uh, in real life. Catherine O'Hara, which is, we'll get to it, but she's just the fucking queen. Um, and uh, Winona Ryder, I mean, my God, just iconic. Yep. Uh, and Michael Keaton as as the titular <laughs> character Beetlejuice, which uh, they originally wanted uh, Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Isn't that weird? To really? play Beetlejuice yeah. really? for some reason. Uh, but um, Geffen suggested Keaton, and uh, Burton was hesitant for uh, for Keaton for a little while, which is weird because he eventually became Batman. Yeah, because um, Tim Burton also directed that Batman. Right. Yeah, the first one. Uh, and, and, and Returns. Like we, we can talk about it, but Burton, <laughs> had, Burton had a run of movies, man. He did. It was just unstoppable. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, had, he had to take some time uh, to be convinced with Keaton, and then eventually was... Uh, and Keaton was kind of didn't really know where to go because like the the character was originally supposed to be like Middle Eastern yeah I did for some reason that. and like supposed to take like a lot of forms <laughs> like a lot of creatures and stuff like that ah. um, so he didn't really know where to go with it and Burton was just like just do your thing just like, do something just you you I want you to create this character so he did so oh the, man the entire character of Beetlejuice in like what what he looks like i mean is a combination of burton and keaton but the way he performs it is totally keaton yeah and so i mean we'll get to it but an incredible performance but that's kind of where we're at so what year did you say this came out was it was it 88 i think it's 88 yeah so so it, that blows my mind because i don't think either of you guys were alive right i was like a year shy <laughs> well i was six uh six. and i definitely do not think i saw it right when it came out i mean if I did, I don't remember. I don't okay. remember hearing it. I, I definitely don't remember it being in theaters or on television, but I do. My first memory is walking through Blockbuster, Blockbuster video. Oh, man. You know, it's like a Friday night. Like, we're all going to go pick out some movies. Everybody yes. gets to pick one out. And I'll never forget, like, me and my brother were going down the aisle, and, and like, the artwork drew me in because the artwork was very, uh, it was like a drawing kind of right. It had Michael Keaton on, it had the Beetlejuice, and then it had the house in the background. Right. And, it was just really colorful, and for some reason it drew me in, and then I'm like, Beetlejuice? What is, you know, it just, everything about it drew me in, and I remember we, we rented it. I was, I was 10, 
I think I was 10, uh, and immediately fell in love with the movie. And that was when it was one of the first movies I remember going back to like continuously rent, mm-hmm. you know, where you rent it for five days oh, yeah. and then a couple months later you rent it again <laughs> instead of buying it. And I yeah. was like, didn't you already yeah. rent that? I'm like, yeah, but I love it. And, and that's where for me, like I, I, I watched so many movies over and over and over as a kid that I just retained I memorize lines. Right. I memorize all that. And that was one, a movie for me. Some, um, some of it definitely didn't like, I didn't get, I didn't understand as a kid. I didn't understand everything. Some scenes completely enthralled me. Some scared the absolute yep. shit out of me as a kid. And I'm sure yeah. we'll get into those later. What, what about you? AJ? You when's the first time you saw it? Well, I, the first time I really saw the, Okay. Uh, this this may become a common theme. I usually caught this movie about a quarter of the way in. Wow! <laughs> so on TBS, no, we're on episode two, bro. Oh, right. <laughs> TBS, baby. That's where I saw this, and it was always. Do you, do you walk into a theater and you're like, "Oh, the movie just started. Let me come back 20 minutes and I'll." Start oh crap! Today. I forgot to get popcorn and take a piss. Uh, that's what usually happens. Uh, no, but but I, I I know I usually caught it on TBS after a like a Boston market commercial. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what strange. You remember that? Yeah, it, it was there though. And, uh, I know there's something about Michael Keaton's forehead and those Boston hands, <laughs> uh, that just really ring a bell. But, but, but I, re- I do remember it. And again, guys, I gotta tell you the whole narrative just really shifts. If you don't catch the first couple of Wait, scenes, I don't understand. <laughs> it's all in my mind, man. I, oh man. Did we pick the wrong person? You really got to see it from their perspective of of moving in here, because because this movie is about the Maitlands. It is not about the family that moves in as where if you catch it about a quarter of the way in. It's, it's about the, the family, the, the Deetses. <laughs> That's what it's about. And uh, and you really feel for them. Yeah. You're really You're like, man, these poor Deets. <laughs> sure. These poor guys, they're just, just getting shuffled around. Why are they doing this to them? Well, you should you should watch the beginning of the movie to find that out. <laughs> when, when did you watch it first, Sean? Uh, I was probably on TV. Um, I, like I, I was, I'm one of the world's leading uh, Batman fans out there. Uh, I don't know if you guys show can. us your tattoo. Oh, oh. yeah. It's, it's in a place where you don't want to. <laughs> okay. it's, it's on my bat. It's wing. a place where the, you have to spread the wings. That's part know. of our Patreon only <laughs> yeah, content we'll get there. Uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm sure my mom n- saw that. I really love Batman and that, that sort of tone to it uh, and probably show me Beetlejuice. Um, it scared the fuck out of yeah. me. Oh yeah. Uh, I like, yeah. I, like I told you Mike earlier, like it was, I didn't get the, the tone of why are they laughing at somebody dying? Yeah. And I I don't remember my mom or anybody explaining that to me (laughs) ever. And I, so they just let me go with it and I'm glad they did because I am the way I am now. But yeah. Like creep, (laughs) (laughs) they could have done something (laughs) like creep show, like where where they kill someone and and it's like, there's people clapping and I'm like, what is, how do you do this in a movie? (laughs) And that just, it's, it spurs my, uh, my love of comedy and horror together. And this movie is, is like that. Right. You know? So, so like we like to do in all of our episodes, we like to try to remember what our one to 10 rating was from the first time we saw the movie. Uh, and then when this is all over after our critical viewing and speaking, we will, we will update that, uh, rating. But for me, uh, I was a seven right off the bat. I like, this was just a blast of a movie. I rented it all the time, uh, until finally purchasing it on DVD, like, Whenever you used to buy DVDs, you know, like 20, 20 years ago, I guess, 
like college. That was part of my college movie <laughs> your, collection. Your college stack. Yeah, like, well, look at my tastes in movies. Yeah. <laughs> I put um, that on display for all yeah. the ladies that come Let over. Let me guess, Boondock Saints. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to here? Probably <laughs> Rocky 2 and 3 and 4, but not no, the other. No, and no. Then <laughs> no, Fight Club, Fight obviously. Club. <laughs> By the look in your eye, too, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> you got to have There's something. definitely some Roadhouse in there. <laughs> So I, for me, I, it was a seven. And fun fact for you, Beetlejuice was the very first DVD on Netflix. And for those of you listening, oh, wow. Netflix didn't always be a streaming right. thing. You know, like mm. you actually had to have DVDs you had, you sent had to, to you. order it. So that was in 1998, the we first DVD. In our intro, we explained going to the movie store. <laughs> Or the movie store, the, the, movie, the rental, the store. movie rental store. <laughs> There's not a better term. I never, I never would have thought or imagined that we'd had to explain that Netflix was once not yes. a streaming platform. Isn't that weird? Right. Sent you DVDs. My God. Good <laughs> lord. Here we are. So I was a seven uh, first time. What about you, AJ? When I first saw this movie, it, it freaked me out. Um, it's like it's like <laughs> it's one like of those. Scary I stuff. just don't do scary guys. And it's got it, Michael Keaton's face in this is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. It is just upsetting. And like <laughs> it's 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 pretty intense. And uh, and then like when you have like uh, like when he does the 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 shit like with the snake oh, and yeah. the railing that is terrifying. Yeah. This is this movie was about a solid uh, was, but I did watch it. But there were times like I had to look away yep, of course. because I was just like genuinely creeped out as a child. I'd probably have to say I was about a five. Okay. On okay. this movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Sean? It's hard for me to give a rating because much like Hocus Pocus, it was it was like just I just knew the tone. Everything was a ten just yeah, as a child. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly like I, I I just knew that I liked it. So I would I would have to probably say uh some somewhere up upwards of seven to ten. Yeah. You know? I mean just because you just enjoyed it. I just liked it and if it was Batman, it's, you know, like 100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, one million. Oh. How do we go past 10? Yeah. <laughs> this, this rating skill doesn't work for <laughs> me. Well, if you checked us out last time, you'll, you'll know that before we really dive in deep, we like to try to get a, a pulse on the movie. We like to find out what the critics were saying, uh, what fans have been saying, how, how it performed in the box office. So, AJ, uh, tell us what you know about it. Um, this was this is what they call a, a critically acclaimed film, gentlemen. Oh, okay. um, and so uh, big fans, big fans across. And, and I know we mentioned last time I kind of set, set myself up for it on purpose. This is one that the the audience and critics agree. Two thumbs up. OK, um, this is this is a seven point five on IMDb out of ten. Hmm. Okay. okay, so pretty it's a, decent. that's well, where you were at. There's no. no such thing as a ten on IMDb. Yeah, it's pretty com. rare okay. uh, if that and that. But um, the tomato meter, uh, which is uh, Rotten Tomatoes, gave it, it it's sitting at 84 percent. Mm. And now is that from critic from critic reviews? That's only like the critic, tomato meter. Reviews? Yeah, the tomato okay. meter is mostly critics and and publishing. OK, um, so that's fantastic. Where, whereas you have audiences actually come in a little bit shy at 82 percent. Huh. So which that's I was, solid, though. which I, it's, oh, it's very solid. No, that's that's great. But I'm surprised that critics are giving it more than the audiences. I have to I have to say, OK, you know? OK, I, I can look at it objectively, even though I'm still at my my five back there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, what I would uh, what I would t tell you, though, is most of them. So you have like the Los Angeles Times said by the time this irresistible treat is over, <laughs> It has created some of the funniest moments and most inspired visual humor and design we may expect to experience at the movies all year. Yeah. Of 1988. Okay. 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 I agree. Um, uh, uh, Jake, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mike Clark from USA Today 
says so original that it'll be years before a major filmmaker attempts another one. We're talking black belt cult movie status here. Wow, that's great. They usually can't tell you it's going to be a cult classic right. movie and be yeah. right about it. Yeah, no shit. Wow. So, and then then we we do have um we we do have uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum from the Chicago Reader. Oh yeah, I love his people. Oh, he's great, dude. He's good stuff, right? <laughs> uh, only about half of the disconnected gags and oddball conceits pay off, but their gleeful delivery takes up most of the slack. And he doesn't work at the Chicago. He's <laughs> no longer employed. <laughs> Tim Burton had him killed. <laughs> he disappeared. Um, uh, so then we have uh, we had some other folks um, gave a gave a more personal review. Uh, and this is, this is probably one of my favorites. Uh, this is a one star, uh, that 10 Whoa. people found helpful. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stupid movie. <laughs> Done. And, 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 comment. and no, uh, I did not like it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> they opened this stupid door and there was something and they were not in the house anymore. <laughs> That could mean a lot of things. These are just words. (laughs) These are just compiled sentences. Uh, Oh, oh, sorry. Paragraph. After that, the movie got worse. All I kept saying was no more, no more, no more. (laughs) And hit the road, Jack. Wow. (laughs) The person with the small head at the end. That must have been the director. Wow. One can eat all the Beetlejuice you want. How can people write something like that? So out of the ordinary and yet be so dumb. It was one of the dumbest movies I have ever watched. And I watch watch a lot of movies. (laughs) A lot. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine having like thinking you're going to start to you're like, I should watch this Beetlejuice movie. But let me check out some reviews first. And then you go, nope, I'm glad glad I read that. I'm not going to watch it. I'm glad I read that. Thank you. Barely readable fucking review. (laughs) You you struggled getting through that. I did. I did. Um, There is there is a lot of periods in there. Um, But I think I think it's I think it needs to be rehashed and and rehashed again. Ten people found that helpful. (laughs) (laughs) It just goes to show, like, people who are like, oh, Stranger Things, you just don't like Joey. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's really all it is. It's like, that. that is, and you know what? That person's really proud of that review. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) They they log back in from time to time to see how many people found it helpful. (laughs) That person in 2005 really, really gave it the business. Those ten people validated him. Or her, or her, and now he's like, I think I'll write a, a, a periodical about Jaws now, and, and how and how the mechanical shark does not look great. You fucking plebe, <laughs> you stain. So, so oh. there's there's a lot of good. There's a lot. There's there's even some bad. But but uh, it, it does definitely go to show. It was definitely appreciated by critics and audiences uh, by together. Just about so, unanimously. Yeah. Seems. Yeah. Pretty much. So even even the guys the 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 Chicago reader yeah. uh, guy still he gave it a like, seventy out good. of hundred. Right. Yeah, he's like so, that's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's that's a good start. That's kind of the opposite of what uh, Hocus Pocus was yeah. for the critics. So <laughs> it is. Let's see. Let's see if we feel the same way. So without further ado, let's dive into the movie review. Hell yeah! Boom.
So after the Danny Elfman music-filled intro with the camera flying through the model town. Again, our, our movie two weeks ago, Flying Crane. Same thing. Thing with great music. Sets Sorry. the tone, right? Yeah. Sets the tone. Great. So we meet Barbara and Adam Maitland, who live in an idyllic Connecticut country home in Winter River. Barbara's cousin, Jane Butterfield, a pushy real estate agent, hounds them to sell their large home, but they refuse. During a drive into town, they swerve to avoid a dog, and their car plunges into the river. Good God. First of all, is there a better combination than Tim Burton and Danny Elfman? Name it. I mean, uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson and uh, Johnny Greenwood. I don't know those people. Okay. (laughs) Is there a better combination for people that I know? No. Okay. Good. Okay. We're good. I mean, uh, uh, like George Lucas and uh, I mean, what's what's the guy? So you don't even know. You don't even know. Home Alone and John Williams. Home Alone, John Williams. I just, I'm a, I'm a Danny Elfman fan. And no. speaking of Halloween, like Oingo Boingo, Dead yeah, Man's man. Party is yeah, my man. favorite song. It's great. I mean, you're right. It's, it's not a Tim Burton movie without Danny Elfman score. It's not a Danny Elfman score, honestly, without there it is. Tim it's Burton. Just, it's just they, they have to work together. Right. Yeah. Uh, Gina Davis oh. and Alec Baldwin. This is Gina Davis's fucking movie. You think She's, so? I. I mean, and really anything that I see her in, I am just in love with her. And I love her in this movie so much. And I, I really like their chemistry, too. They do have good chemistry. Uh, yeah. Alec Baldwin is, I don't know, he's, I think they could have got anybody really to play this role. I, I don't think, like, he really, um, you know, I can't think of this character without thinking about, Alec like, I, I don't subscribe to that. But what he does do in the movie is kind of serve the character well and... Like I said, I like their chemistry a lot. And they're having a staycation. Staycation. Like, How adorable. <laughs> like, How freaking adorable yeah, is that? They're like, oh, you come here. Oh, you come yeah, here. Yeah. It's actually pretty awesome. I'll let you get it. No, I won't. No, <laughs> you say goodbye first. <laughs> you say goodbye first. <laughs> they, they, and they are so young yeah, looking in their I careers know. that you almost don't. I don't even associate him as being Alec no. Baldwin. No, like, I, I don't even picture him in that he movie. He looks so anymore. different. He no, does. No. This is this is his uh, his young guy, like you know, hot one hundred, yep. like stage in life and whatnot. And Alec Baldwin is kind of that heartthrob actually yep. back then, um, which is probably probably kind of writes to like why maybe why he's a part of it. I would have to assume yeah, in yeah. some stance. But I, yeah, they definitely needed somebody to like to for people to latch onto. And I think like you say, he serves that well. Yeah. Yeah. I did read that he terribly dislikes this film and he hated his performance in it. What a what a weirdo. Right? Like what I mean, I thought weirdo. he was really good. I mean, he was he was very he played the character well. Like he was kind of a almost like a ditz kind of yeah. in the movie. There's some moments, but I thought he played it well. And for me, I specifically remember the first time I watched this watching the intro scene and assuming that it was just a helicopter flying over a town. Not even knowing this is a model town, and then at the end it focuses on the house and the tarantula comes over. It's great, yeah. I, it it like took me aback to be like, wait, what is that? Is that is that Beetlejuice a giant tarantula? Oh, this is a model town. Right. What the heck. I thought that was I. Whoever built that town was amazing. Yeah, I, I I didn't get the name of the person who like actually built the miniatures, but like those miniatures are so. I mean, it's like hereditary. Like the the woman in that movie, uh, uh, Tony Collette's character is like a. She does that kind of thing, like yeah. miniatures and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of a lot of movies back, especially back in the eighties, like they when they didn't have the budget to like do CGI or anything like they'd that, they'd make a model. They'd right? make models and shoot that, and they they make it look so real. And they, I mean, the the flyover and everything like that. It was so movie, cool. It's, it's great, and the like you said, the tarantula coming out is just like oh shit. 
Oh, okay. Oh, it's a, oh, okay, cool. I'm good now. I threw my popcorn in the air. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the original script actually, when they, when they plunge off of the, of the bridge, uh, like I said, the script is a lot darker. Yeah. They, uh, he went into grave detail of their deaths and had them screaming for their lives and everything like that. Uh, we'll we'll get more into yeah. of, of how you know because Beetlejuice is a, a far more uh, a non PC character yeah. than he already is a non PC character in this movie uh, in the original script. But uh, yeah, he has some amazing dialogue that I can't wait to like talk I about. Know. But it's it's he does it so well that it's hard to like recreate. Like it's so hard to like. Just because it's the dialogue, not his voice. Yeah. The dialogue is the hard dialogue. to recreate. He's so quick with it, too. Yeah. No to me. Did you know? Did you know? I never got this until the last view, and I haven't actually researched it, but the shop that Adam Maitland goes into when he goes into town to pick some stuff up before the bridge, before they crash, it says Maitland's on it. So, like, I think he owned... It's their store. I never got yeah. that. I yeah. never... So he... And then he, like, pays himself. Yes. <laughs> so he's like, pays himself for the stuff. He basically pays himself, like, the, the, the rambling barber out the front. He, <laughs> oh, I remember. He came in and he yeah. said, take a little off the top. He's like, a little off the top? <laughs> yeah, hippies. And they're hippies. <laughs> that guy was pretty awesome. Yeah. And I do remember, upon rewatching when they crashed through the bridge, but they're teetering. Yes. There's a dog on the board. Yes. That is, that does not appear to be CGI at all. Like it Ew. looks like they literally had a dog sit on the board yeah. and teeter back and forth and then the car fell. That is like, again, what a, what a play up on something cute that is just so demented. Hey man, <laughs> like, I, would, I would die for pretty much any dog. I would too. So. I mean, I would too, <laughs> but apparently that dog wouldn't do it for them. <laughs> that goes to show you that Adam and Barbara Maitland are very good people. And they, instead of hitting, you know, when they tell you if you're, if a deer runs out in front of you, just hit the deer. Right. Right. They're not, the deer, not, not the Maitlands, else. dude. The <laughs> Maitlands are no like, way. take me, not the dog. That's right. They're good people. Yep. Gina Davis. I know. <laughs> do, you, you, do you think this is their number? Because, like, A League of Their Own is my, that's, G, that's, my Gina that Davis is movie. My, my Gina, my Gina right Davis there. is the fly just because her and um, Jeff Goldblum were actually dating at the time. Oh. And their chemistry is – it's probably the, the most electrifying chemistry I've ever seen. And she is just so good in that movie. Uh, okay. Completely overshadows Jeff Goldblum, even though he's – Doing his Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I will Chaos tell you, theory. I have never identified with a character more than the little boy in the women's locker room at a league of their own. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, what's his name? It's like Ralphie or something like that. Like, yeah, 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 it's very, very proper. <laughs> like Winston or Thurgood. Or and then, and then when, when <laughs> at the end, it's it's the dude from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Is, yeah. That's oh, who yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. The grown up version. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I guess we might have to do that movie. We might at some do that one. No, I think no. we just did it. <laughs> there it is. There's your five seconds of uh, a <laughs> snippet. All right, let's move on. Scene two. So when the two return home, they find they cannot remember how they got back, have no reflections. And when Adam attempts to leave the house, he steps into an alien desert with monstrous sandworms. They find a book titled Handbook to the Recently Deceased and realize they drown in the crash and are trapped haunting their house. We are introduced to Beetlejuice, who is looking through the obituaries for a job. I, the, the, the thing 
the Alec Baldwin quote on that. Do you remember that when he's reading the book? He says, "Oh yeah, he says handbook for the recently diseased." diseased? <laughs> I think it's deceased. I that again went right over my head as a child, but I lolled. Really. Dude, it, it's it's it, the fucking script is so clever, and that's it really I think is. that's why it's. I'm I'm really glad that uh, the they got the Scarin guy, the uh, Warren Scarin, to uh, come in. Uh, you know, li- liven this thing up a little bit because it totally works. Like these two writers coming together are totally Tim yep, Burton. Like totally. I, I mean, he injects his um, Burton-esque uh, whimsical things. They into didn't it, I'm have sure. to say that line exactly, but they did. It it's, was awesome. It's so funny and so clever. Like little little moments like yeah. like that really catch you. And I love that. I love shit like that. A lot of these movies that we'll talk about in the future is is when I was y- too young to understand some of the jokes, yeah. but my dad would laugh at them. Right. And I'd be like, well, yeah. my dad's laughing, so that was probably so pretty, funny, be but, pretty funny. But I have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> that would have been one of those moments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, li- I, li- I really liked also um, the lost time kind of aspect. Yeah. Of because that shit actually does happen a lot where people are just like, how did we. What happened? Like, I had recently Do you remember ha- getting back? Yeah. It recently happened to um, my uncle and, and my aunt where they ju- were just driving and ended up home and they have no idea how they got home. And it's like, that's fucking crazy, especially yeah. if you're driving. But I, I like that <laughs> aspect a lot. It really puts you on, like on edge and uneasy mm-hmm. right away. Um, I love how fast this movie just plunges you right into the tone. It, yeah. it it's, just, it's, it's very happy. The music's happy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now, here we go. And it's like dark, but still like those jokes, like liven it up. And you're just like, Oh, what, what are we getting into? Like, I have yeah. no idea. I love that aspect. Yeah. And, and he has a very good, it's very easy to do that and take it feel almost perfect. I, I always think back to very similarly, like Edward Scissorhands, yeah. Yeah. perfectly manicured neighborhoods and bright yep. skies yep. and bright houses and all these things. And that's what this little yeah. picturesque community that they're yeah. in, that he's building this model of is, is, and it's like, and it just goes, now they're dead. <laughs> it's just like, Ugh. oh, great. Now what? <laughs> yeah. What a, what a beautiful covered bridge that they just plummeted yep. through that they just destroy and they're dead. And it is so, <laughs> so it's jarring almost. Yeah. And even their, their beautiful, weird contemporary house. Yes. Is like a beautiful house, but then it's also very terrifyingly weird yeah. that it looks like it could be a haunted house. Correct. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it is a haunted house yeah. eventually. Now it is. I was absolutely, speaking of the many reasons I was terrified of scenes in this movie, the, the alien desert and sandworms, mm. couldn't really do those. Like that, that was a, that's pretty terrifying to know that all of a sudden they're there and they don't know how to get out. And then I was wondering too, it's kind of inception shit. Like what happens if you die when you're already dead? True. You know, like what, what, ha- if the sandworm eat, you're already dead and then the sandworm eats you. Like, does that? It's got to be like another part dead? of like maybe, hell eternity kind yeah, of thing. Maybe just like limbo or. Right. You're being digested by this worm. <laughs> like that kind of or stuff. Or wait, or actually, wait a minute. Isn't that. Remember when they go, we'll get there eventually, but the lost souls room, isn't that what ooh, they said? Yeah, maybe. That if you die when you're dead, you go to the lost souls room. Correct. Sure. So maybe, maybe. No, no, that's when you get exercised. Well, yeah. That's, so like maybe it's the same thing. Haunting, basically. Yeah. Is, yes, that's, that's the lost souls. And that says. They, like you say, we'll get into it later, but that's why they start to deteriorate yeah. in that one. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but that's what happens. They start turning into those lost yeah. souls. But I, yeah, it makes you wonder about like You think you're already dead. You shouldn't be scared of anything. And, <laughs> and he says, uh, Beetlejuice, while he's reading the obituaries that we Damn, mentioned. Sandworm. Let's, yeah. Sandworm incidents up 13%. <laughs> it's like, he goes, damn, Sandworm. He's like, well, that's a cute couple right there. I'd be, I'd be remiss to not mention we're on the eve of Dune. 
2020 coming out. Dune, do you guys know Dune? Oh, yeah, yeah. With David Lynch's original Dune, and I'm reading the novel. I'm, like, halfway through the novel right now. It is pure Dune. Like, the sand The worms, same thing. The, it looks... It the looks concept. Exactly like it. The, the worms are different, but mm. uh, it was just fun to see uh, them step in, into the sands of Arrakis. <laughs> yeah. And though it's also the... Um, uh, which you kind of mentioned with, like, the loss of time. When... when uh, so Barbara, or no, Adam goes Adam, out first. Adam goes out first. He's only he's, there for oh, a he's there for a few seconds, and then she pulls him back you in. You've gone for hours. You've gone for hours. Yeah. And so there's this time lapse. That is true. That happens when you step into the sand realm. Inception, dude. So it's yeah. Cool. So it's yeah, it's interesting. So okay, so moving forward, um, pushy real estate Jane ends up selling their home to the Dietz family from New York City. Charles, a former real estate developer, his second wife Delia, a sculptor. <laughs> And his teenage goth daughter Lydia from his first married marriage, literally being carried in like the fucking queen it's she is. Pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, and so, with her interior designer Otho, Delia makes plans to renovate the house. The Maitlands attempt to frighten the family away, but fail because they cannot be seen and take refuge in the attic. But not before Barbara has a run-in with a sandworm. I remember hating Otho. Oh God, I, me too. Me too. He's just the uppity fucking like crusty New York person that like the yuppie that he is. Oh my god. Even the way he comes into this movie is unbearable. He comes he in comes through in the window. window. Come and on, it's like, you son of a bitch. It's like, god he you. plays it really oh, well. God. He does. That guy, he does it so well. Um I think he has like another like little tiny part. I think it's in like Empire Records. I feel oh, like really? it's, it's him when when um uh, what's his name? Uh, the the main guy, oh, Re- Rex Manning, and it's I think he's like playing this like kind of chubby like effeminate fan. And he's just like oh oh, and he's, he's walking in. He does this he does this shit so well. And the name Otho the, too. The, the Come name on, Otho, Otho. Is, is just so unpleasant. You, like you want to add an R in there and you can't, and it's just. <laughs> but he is. He's this like yuppie guy. He's their interior designer, and they just start going through. And spray painting yeah, walls like with they're gonna color if their vision mauve. and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> Did you know uh did you know that other people considered to play Otho? Um John Goodman and John Candy. My God. Could I, you imagine if two of them had been uh, in that movie too? I I would have loved to see I don't know if I could see John Candy do it, but I would have loved to see it. Him him. Yeah. That's all I would have wanted. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I, I also love uh, Jeffrey Jones's character, where where they're trying, where they're going through each room yep. and everything like that. I think I think this is in this scene, uh, but he's like, just leave me this room. Yep. I, I, <laughs> the entire movie, he's just like, I just want to relax. I just want to relax and do my thing and read. Yeah. And uh, but I, he doesn't know how. <laughs> that's and that's why I relate to him because I don't know how to relax either. Yeah. He's like he's doing what he thinks he's supposed to do to relax, like sitting back with his feet up. But yeah. he does. Yeah. But it looks really awkward. He, yeah, he doesn't look comfortable trying to be comfortable. And you remember he he looks out the window with binoculars, <laughs> but he sees a roof. He goes, "Ooh, bad roof. We yeah. need to fix that roof over there." Yeah. He's a real estate. Developer. He's a real. Yeah. He's a real estate developer. He the moment he looks out the window to see birds, he sees a building he might want to try to sell. And I, I relate to him so much in this yeah. perfect still shot of a bird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and, and it, he looks out the window and it's like a, tr- it's like a vulture. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> uh, I, Catherine O'Hara, maybe as, as the mom, maybe the most underrated uh, female comedic actor. She's so good in I the world. So oh my, she's so funny. 
we'll get to it but there's like at the dinner at the dinner scene or whatever she's so good but like her reactions like much like hocus pocus um two weeks ago when watching those guys uh perform off of each other yeah watching her reactions to other, yep. other people telling her information and stuff like that is is just as uh exquisite to watch as her communicating to somebody or like her actually acting i love it she's so good she plays the second wife so well yes she does (laughs) she and i mean she's she is and this she's 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 a good looking yuppie like like i'm i'm a i'm a creator you know i can't create like i'm never happy i'm not never happier than when i'm creating and and sculpting perfect and it's just like it's like god you do this really well even even like um the costume design and like the makeup and hair right her hair when she first steps into this house is just in it's just like remarkable <laughs> like this the like volts down her freaking cheek <laughs> yep, it's pretty awesome. it is wild son i i lolled so loud i, I lolled out loud so hard <laughs> when jane's shitty little daughter like they pulled up to give the keys oh yeah, yeah. and and lydia walks up and jane's daughter rolls up the window because yeah. scary goth <laughs> lydia walks over oh my god i laughed so hard and speaking let's let's do an appreciation thread for lydia oh yeah did you know i have a list of people that were considered to play lydia Right, yes. Juliet Lewis, mm-hmm. oh. Lori Laughlin, Sarah Jessica Parker yep. from our last movie, Brooke Shields, Molly Ringwald, and Alyssa Milano. Wow. But I, I and they, I think some of them would have worked, but Yeah. I mean, our princess, you know. She's I I I, I like love her. Like she's kind of having a renaissance as as well as Keaton. Yep. T- uh in in today's age, and I love the work she's done and i love the work she's doing now uh she's fantastic uh, i think she i think i'm in love with her yep yeah yeah winona Ryder. like this is definitely like uh i feel like it's just the start of her presence of what she she just made her presence in the movie world very very like it's like even even her role in like um edward scissorhands is dark yep. even though she's a brighter character yep you know but she plays it her way and it's done really well and then this obviously it's just i think it's like like a perfect casting yep. yeah so. the whole the whole movie in general was perfect cast for me yeah yeah same yeah huge cast <laughs> huge cast all right so moving on the maitland see an ad from a specter named beetlejuice promoting himself as a bio exorcist <laughs> <laughs> lydia tries to get into the attic but the maitland stop her Consulting the handbook, the Maitlands open a door to the netherworld and discover that the afterlife is structured according to the co- to a complex bureaucracy. Yeah. Their caseworker, Juno, informs them that it is for them to get the Dietzes out if they want them gone. The two inquire about Beetlejuice, and Juno explains he was her former assistant who became a freelancer and advises that he is a troublemaker and not to be trusted. He is currently sleeping around in the cemetery in Adam's model town. <laughs> uh, like, dude, let's just be honest here. Uh, Michael Keaton, when like he when he first comes on the scene in that in that cowboy commercial, and he's yes. on, and he's on the in the. Better. <laughs> I mean, like, what an introduction! You're like this. I don't understand. The first time you saw this, you're like, I don't understand what's happened. Like, yeah. who is this guy? And but but like his his uh, I thought that that was the start of really of like Michael Keaton's really big heydays. Oh, yeah. Because then he went on to so many different things. Batman, Dream Team. He he did all that stuff. But um, 
Um, I read also that this is Michael Keaton's favorite film yeah. that he's done, and and I heard that he ad libbed pretty much everything because they they're like we don't really know who this guy yeah. is supposed to be. Just go for it. He like created the character essentially. And didn't you say like he only appeared in fifteen minutes of it's, the film? It's, I think it's approximately like seventeen and a half minutes is like the official. I think that's what I read, but. And this is minutes, our first introduction of 17 minutes of an hour and a half movie. Like whenever he's on screen, it's just an injection yes. of cocaine. Man. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it is. It, it just, it just electrifies the entire film. And that's hard to do as a performer. Like I can only imagine how much fun that would be to be around, to even like play off of that, like to be Gina Davis or, or Alec Baldwin. Like, we don't know what this guy's yeah, doing. Yeah, we, so we have to not try. on this level whatsoever. <laughs> it's like it's like coming into a party like really late and everyone's like really drunk and you're just kind of getting started. You just got to try to catch up yeah. somehow. It's it's like that. Like I'm, I'm not on anybody's <laughs> level right now. I need to I need to step it up. I like like you say. Uh, I I wish I could recreate. Like his quotes, I wish I could recreate his dialogue and everything. But that guy, like you say, the way and and I want to hear I do want to hear a little bit more, actually, about how how is he how could he be a, have been more raunchy? Was he written more raunchy? He on well, originally because uh, so we'll, we'll get to it. But when he like wants to marry Lydia oh, yeah. later on in the film. He doesn't only want to marry Lydia. He wants to rape Lydia. Oh. In, in the it original. got pretty dark. It's it's very very fucked up in in the original. Okay. Like, like, like he's and he wants to kill people, yeah. not not hurt them, right? Okay. Or scare them. Yeah. yeah. He he's very very violent and very like scummy. Like I can only imagine. Like I can't imagine what this movie would be. It wouldn't if be it was the, that tone. It wouldn't be the same. I can't imagine it. Cause like Michael Keaton's the way I view him is he's like, he's like your uncle who like is kind of appropriate, but you're like, Oh, well he's just my uncle. Like he does. He means well, he's not going to do anything, but he's appropriate. You know, he's not appropriate <laughs> yeah, yeah. with his comments. Like that's, that's his character had it or like, no, my uncle's a serial killer. Right? Yeah. Like, don't go around. Yeah. We don't, a, we don't contact him. That's <laughs> a difference. <laughs> We don't invite him to the family things anymore. The the one thing I had a problem with, like from a from a new eye, from a modern day eye, was that Lydia gets the skeleton key right from Jane and her shit daughter, right? And and she goes shit up daughter. and puts the key in the hole, yeah, and starts to turn it. And Adam and Barbara are like, "Oh no, oh no!" And they poke the key out, yeah, and then they go, Phew, "We got we." We, we, we solved that. it. Yeah. Like, couldn't she just pick the key back up and then uh, yeah. put it back in the <laughs> You know. <laughs> problem solved. Problem solved. We pushed the key out and she'll never <laughs> find it again. That was a weird thing for me that I, I was like from a modern day. I'd be like, come on. I also I also like, um, well, I mean, I don't like, but it just goes to show don't kill yourself because even the afterlife is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> a, bu- a bunch of paperwork and, and, w- and waiting lines and fucking well, just, That's what they say is, is, is they say, well, if you commit suicide, you become a bureaucrat. You become a civil, <laughs> a civil, a civil servant. servant. That's right. And no, and then once you know that, you go back. Everyone that worked there yeah. had a sign of killing themselves. Correct. Like even Juno, Juno had a hole in her throat. Like yep. she cut her throat. Yep. The lady at the front had cut her cut wrists. Her wrist. Um, yeah, I mean, like that's like that's really dark, yeah. man. Um, the guy, the skeleton the, hanging himself that was dropping papers yep. on the and then the desks. other guy who jumped in front of a car. Yeah, and he was yeah. 
<laughs> I, I like the character of Juno too. She in, in played, I forget her name, but uh, she she's also great. in Mars Attacks, which Tim Burton also did as yeah. like the just the old lady, <laughs> just the same old lady that's really mad and smokes cigarettes. <laughs> yes, just not really there, but like yeah, in this she is like she is brilliant, and uh, I love. I, I always liked it when she was on screen. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, cause it she made really, me feel better. Like yeah. she knew stuff. Yeah. It's like, thank God they're getting some help here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I also like to talk about the, the design of the afterlife. Yeah. Or like the office and shit like that. Like, the guy hanging, yeah. the guy hanging and just like <laughs> dropping pieces of paper on <laughs> yeah. people's desks. All of the, all of the like production design and uh, makeup and everything were just so fucking perfect. I believed every single bit of it. You know, I was totally in, into this world from shot one yeah. of just like a wide shot of this office, you know? Uh, and why are people different colors? I don't why know. are people green? That was sort of weird. <laughs> yeah. But the, even the, uh, even everyone in the waiting room was just so perfectly yes. well thought about how everyone died yeah. in the waiting room. Like the one lady was cut in half. And yeah. There was like, <laughs> it, it was, I, I also did read that they show you how you died. Like you stay in that position right. when you go to the afterworld, but mm -hmm. they didn't want to, they didn't want for uh, Barbara and Adam to be wet all the time. Okay. They said that would just be super weird oh, and uncomfortable. Yeah. So they Probably didn't, hard they didn't follow through with that, but they, their original plan was for them to be soaking wet the entire, Oh my God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that would have been terrible. Yeah. Uh, I, I also like the smoking guy, the guy who's he's like so burnt good. to a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so, I'm thinking about quitting. He's, yeah. he's thinking about quitting and he's got such a nice voice. He does. For a, a, How are you? Heavy smoker. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he should sound like more like Beetlejuice. Like, Oh yeah, you do brother. You know, yeah. but he's like, Hey, you want a cigarette? And he's shaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect, man. And I have to mention the an irrational fear that I had. The, the the guy that got run over by the car that killed himself by throwing himself in front of a car yeah. that was hanging, uh -huh. that was telling him where to go. Yeah. When he goes through the slit in the wall, yeah. that yes. scared the shit out of me. I, know, I know, I know. Like, I don't want to go in that slit. Yeah, that's that's super messed up. Super I don't like that at all. Sylvia Sidney is, is, plays Juno. Oh, nice. Can we can we also say uh, in similar reference to um, like the the absolute unionization of death in this yeah. in this is just you got 125 years you only get three free sessions <laughs> with your counselor and you're already burning one you've been two months in are you kidding me what are you doing here <laughs> take it, a freaking number it feels like that's what it's gonna be yeah, like and like that is what death is probably. <laughs> So, uh, moving along, the Maitlands return to their house and attempt to scare the Dietzes, but it doesn't work. Here they meet Lydia. They finally get to meet Lydia, who is able to see them due, her, due to her strange and unusual nature and has read and understood the handbook already. The three become friends, but the Maitlands still want to remove the Dietzes. They summon Beetlejuice, but his crude personality convinces them that they made a mistake and they refuse to work with him. Now we got now we got Beetlejuice action. Now now we're just now the movie is just on another fucking level. And he like I love when movies like we we said it before, but when a character enters the film and completely takes over the uh, movie, they were unleashed. I mean, finally. I mean, the, the he plays the title character, but still, seventeen minutes of screen time and and eats up every single one of those <laughs> seconds. I mean, my God, is he a freight train? And, yeah. and then knowing that he. 
ad lib so many things makes me appreciate Michael Keaton even much more. Like I laughed out loud when when they go, "Can you be scary?" and he goes, "Can I be scary?" and he makes like a jerk off motion <laughs> yeah, with yeah, his hand, right like, and then he was like sticking. He had a yeah, stick up her skirt up trying skirt, to look underneath her. I mean, like he's pretty pervy. Yeah, he's he super is. pervy. It's pretty skeevy, man. <laughs> but just thinking about that whole sequence of of him, like imagine following along with that. Like Sean had said earlier, like trying to be involved in that scene and not even knowing what the guy's doing, yeah. which maybe even makes it more perfect because probably yeah. they don't they didn't know what he was going to do in the script anyway. So right. they just kind of went with it. But he that that scene, I think, is my favorite Beetlejuice scene is that whole part when they finally get down there. They're in the model with them, but then they they get out of it. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah. For, for some reason, I, I really like the way that scene is shot. too. Yeah. It seems it seems more handheld. And I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I like the, the, the way the whole movie is shot, but, but particularly that scene, it's handheld and it kind of adds to the uneasy and craziness yeah. of entering Beetlejuice, you know? It's crazy. The, uh, the, 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 the quote when he, after they're doing that, and he's just, he's just hitting on Barbara the whole time and just, just, I mean, just pissing him off. And it's just like, he's like kissing them both. And he's just <laughs> you like, love me. You really so do. heavy. Oh, you love me. You really do. You don't and he's just like, and, and like they say, and, and Adam is just like, it goes back to his like, well, I mean, if you're a, a like, it's he's it's like he's talking to an exterminator or something like that. He's like, well, what are your qualifications? <laughs> and he said, and Beetlejuice says, oh, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I traveled quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague and had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times. And it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? I'm going to think I'm qualified. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Gets funny every single time, <laughs> and he doesn't get funnier every single time. It's wild, man. It is a pretty funny movie, though. <laughs> no, and then of course my favorite quote of the entire movie when he, they did they pull back out of the model and he's by himself and yeah. he kicks the fucking tree, <laughs> nice fucking <laughs> model, and <laughs> grabs his crotch. So like then I think the first time I saw no I did rent it so I did see that and I remember immediately like going oh shit like that yeah. was one of those rare there's only a couple movies from back then that were PG that yeah. had an F bomb in it mm. and my mom immediately like ears perked like what was that I go oh, oh no it's okay everything's Nothing. great it's just Beetlejuice mom it's just that's <laughs> funny right <laughs> my dad's holding back laughter to try not to <laughs> laugh at that like that that is that is classic that he kicks the tree yeah. it's this nice fucking model and then i like i like that about the next shot though is is adam putting the tree back in there's little details like that yeah. man it's so good so and one of the things too that i definitely did not get that went over my head from this last scene was when they go back and they're trying to scare them uh, yeah. The Dietzes. Oh, with the uh, the ghost cloth or whatever. Is that, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. They were wearing the sheets yeah, and stuff, yeah. and and Lydia's lying in her bed, and she's hearing that they're making. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> they're making. How can he and she love thinks that they're woman. having sex. <laughs> yeah. And I never understood that. Like, never <laughs> understood that the ghost sounds were sex noises banging on the wall, and they're like, "I'm a child." How can she stand <laughs> that? Woman? How can you stand that? How can you stand that woman? I I, I also love uh, the. Um, they're they they were like we you can see us like to yeah. Lydia and and uh she's like well yeah well I don't know why they can't see us is like well they they tend to um you know x or x out the strange and unusual and I'm I myself strange and am unusual. strange and unusual oh my gosh she's so perfect 
Well, you're not going to be scaring. So much. You're not going to be scaring her tonight. She's she's in bed with Prince Valium. Prince Valium, yeah. Like, and you're like, who's Prince Valium? And then, I always wondered if that was a reference to Spaceballs, or Spaceballs was a reference Ooh. to that. Mm. Actually, what was first? I don't. Uh, I think it was Spaceballs, Spaceballs was probably first, actually. Yeah, no, Spaceballs was like 87, so, so the Beetlejuice was after. Okay, so... Uh, that's, you think it was I, a reference? I feel like... So maybe in this world, they saw Spaceballs. <laughs> oh! And uh, mm. there's that joke, okay. huh? Prince Valium, so... All right. All right, that's... That might... We might have to add Spaceballs to uh, our no, list for a future episode, I don't know how fucking too. powerful... Polaroid cameras were back then. <laughs> she can s- snap those motherfuckers off like it's nothing. I know, dude. She's like a six-gun shooter. It took like 20 minutes for one to print for zoom, me. Zoom, zoom, zoom. And she's taking the same photo, so really, <laughs> yeah. like... And how good can your eye really be with a veil over your face like that? I mean, come on. Like, when she's outside <laughs> shooting and... St- come on. No, c- hey, you're talking about Sean's girlfriend here, oh, okay? Sorry. Sorry. She's an artist. You're easy, right. easy. You're right. She's an artist. <laughs> All right, so the Maitlands attempt to frighten the Dietzes at a dinner party, but their actions only amuse them, and the Dietzes search the attic, and Otho takes the handbook. Beetlejuice manifests as a monstrous snake and attacks them until the Maitlands order him back, where he finds Dante's Inferno room. Juno summons the Maitlands (laughs) and reprimands them, as their subpar hauntings and summoning of Beetlejuice are providing proof of the afterlife to the living and orders them to get rid of the Dietzes. The Maitlands return right as Lydia is going to bring Beetlejuice back. The two cannot bring themselves to scare Lydia and decide to allow the family to stay. Okay, so the dinner party scene is talked about in, in because of uh, the song Deo. Yeah. Uh, by uh, Harry, Harry Belafonte. No, Harry, Harry yep, Belafonte. Harry, yeah. Harry Belafonte. Yeah. Yeah. Banana Boat is the song Deo. Uh, it's talked about like all the time and people, re- people reference it and like, it seems like it's kind of the staple of the movie, but fucking deservedly. So dude, Th- that scene is so much fun oh, yeah. and you can tell that everyone is having such a great time yeah. doing it, doing, doing that dance. And like Catherine O'Hara, like I said, it's like <laughs> when it cuts back to her and she's like she looks like she's trying not to have exactly. fun. Exactly, yeah. everyone is. Every, but everyone, they're having fun. Everyone's like uh, possessed, and it's, it's, it must be. Like and they know a, they're possessed. Yeah, it must be like such a great acting challenge to like be dancing and pretend doing this. like you're not trying to do this. Yeah, and, and or pretend like you're fighting it. You yeah, know? like uh, oh man, I. I I don't know. I, I I just know that the scene is like this is what the movie is known it's for. Iconic. Is, is, is it, the song and it, it, it is. It charted the song again uh, when, it this, did when it. the soundtrack came out. Yeah. Well, did you know? So Tim Burton, um, he was scared that the Deo sequence wouldn't go over well, um, since in his opinion it wasn't very funny. Right. Oh wow. And and it's like one of those things where had they left that out, would that have been a major? We wouldn't have known it, but. Th- that added so much to the movie, and he turned out to be totally wrong. Audiences loved it, yeah. and it's it's obviously one of the most iconic scenes of the movie. Yeah, Harry Belafonte is a is a kind of reoccurring theme throughout the film. He, so he's listening to in the very beginning. Yeah, Adam. Is. Oh yeah, yeah. He's listening to Harry Belafonte in there. That's what they listen to when they're doing things, and like um, he's humming it to himself yeah. all the time. And really? Like, yeah. And so then it reoccurs, at, and that, then it gets brought up in the biggest way yeah. with this dinner party. And I got to tell you, uh, even before those things turned to hands, and that was terrifying. I did not fr- <laughs> and that was terrifying. I didn't even know what the heck they were they were eating. Those are not shrimp. Those like prawn things. Yeah, and you're just huge. like, dude, those are just, that looks disgusting. <laughs> and then it kills you. Yeah. And then it just sucks your face in like freaking from aliens or some shit. No, 
no, no, no. That scene is just fucking pure it's cinema, classic. man. Like it's 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 what only movies can do. Which is, I mean, I guess you know, uh, a live performance can do it too. But um, the mixture of that music and that dance and the and the cuts, it it's it seems like it shouldn't be in the movie. It seems like yep. it, it's a detour of the story, but it works so fucking well. And only movies can do that. And that's why I, I love that scene so much. Yeah, c- completely. And then I, I do know I love that scene. And then I immediately hated the snake scene. Cause this is the, <laughs> like, even though it, I read that they did not have a very big budget for the CGI stuff, which yes, in a Tim Burton way, it all works where it's just it like, it's really works. pretty fake, but yeah. it works. But even that, Super fake Beetlejuice snake handrailing thing like that was not cool. That was scary. That was scary. Well, is that like, when you close your eyeballs? Back that then? like whenever his face popped up. Yeah, on screen, when he's getting real close to Lydia and stuff like that, and you're just like, Ugh, I, I like, like, I like the editing of that scene too because they're they're going downstairs and they show the railing normal first and yep. they cut to something else, and then it cuts back to the railing and, and it's, it's different. You're like, what? Yeah. Wait, what is the, what's happened to the railing? <laughs> right. Ooh, okay, here we go. <laughs> I think I like this. Yeah. <laughs> and and his again, Michael Keaton style when they summon him back and he's all pissed off. He's in the street. He's like, "Come on, you bunch of losers!" <laughs> yeah, but then Dante's Inferno whorehouse yeah. pops up and he does that little dance down <laughs> oh. the street. He's like dancing on the street. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like something out of like a like like. Like double dragon. It's a Nintendo. Like Nintendo. Song. <laughs> like, that's what that music is. And you're just like, he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Go on, come to daddy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love that so much when he's dancing down the street. He's got the spikes still out of him yeah. and everything. After he's, like, he's like, he's got to, and I love how he's got to, he's got to force himself out of the ground when he gets dropped. And he just like falls into it. He's just <laughs> and one thing too, again, that I didn't notice, like the the dark nature of this movie that you don't notice as a kid was that when they come back from seeing Juno again, like Lydia wants to kill herself, wants to die. Yeah. She wants yeah. to commit suicide and die. Mm-hmm. And you didn't really get that as a kid. Like she's writing her goodbye suicide note, but you don't you don't understand. And almost for a second, they're like. Beetlejuice is almost a little human there right where Beetlejuice is like I want out you want in but he's he almost is like why do you want to why do you want this yeah. I'll give it to you but why do you really want this like it's not that great down here you know and then only Tim only Tim Burton in that sort of tone can do that with like that sort of dark nature yep. of like she her wanting to die um but then, like we were, like we've been saying, showing like the bullshit bureaucracy and the craziness <laughs> and whimsical of it all, it works. It's it, the darkness of that works uh, for some reason very, very well yeah. uh, within within like the the uh, comedic and horror tone to to all of that. Yep, you can tell like Lydia is like she you could tell she has this depression and everything but at the same time it's it's almost like they are like really yucking her up at that moment because she says i am alone scrap that scrap that that. i am utterly utterly alone yeah Yeah, exactly by the time you read this i have fallen 
plummeted. <laughs> and it's almost like kind of kind of poking fun at her or like in a, in a weird way. Angst. The teenage angst. Like, I hate it's, my dad. My life yeah, sucks. Yeah, it's like it kind of takes us back to like, because, you know, there were times like when you're a kid, especially that you're just like, this is the worst. And how could life get any worse yeah. or even better? Or like, hey, what's this? And you're just you want to make it more dramatic and you yeah. want to be the you want to have that attention. And like, but she's writing it in and it's like it's like it's hard to take her serious when she keeps rewriting it rather yep. than you know it's <laughs> so making suicide ridiculous it, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah it kind of yeah it kind of is and and they they continue like we said beforehand to if you do that you get the worst shake of it all by becoming <laughs> a civil servant <laughs> you don't want this you Lydia. don't want that lydia so uh, obviously moving into our last couple scenes, everything could have been great. Like we could have ended the movie there and everything was great, but we got to have a final climax. You bet. Charles has the idea to turn the town into a tourist trap themed around the supernatural and convinces his former boss, Maxie Dean, who was Robert Goulet, yes. <laughs> to visit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Maxie demands proof of the supernatural. Using the handbook, Otho summons Adam and Barbara, but they begin to decay, and he realizes what he thought was a seance mm -hmm. was actually an exorcism. Right. Lydia asks Beetlejuice for help, and he agrees on the condition she marry him so he can be freed to enter the mortal world. She agrees and summons him. Beetlejuice stops the exorcism, and disposes of Maxi, his wife, Otho, and then summons a ghastly minister to wed Lydia. <laughs> the Maitlands intervene before the ceremony is completed with Barbara riding a sandworm through the house to devour Beetlejuice. The Maitlands and the Dietzes agree to live in the house in harmony, and Lydia becomes more socially adjusted from her friendship with them as she attends school. Meanwhile, in the afterlife, Beetlejuice impatiently sits in a waiting room waiting to be called in. <laughs> Maybe when when Lydia summons Beetlejuice yep. by saying his name three times, perhaps, arguably, the best showtime, showtime ever uttered on movies. He like yeah. he sits back when she says it yes. once. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, he dusts off his suit when she says it showtime. twice. Showtime. Oh, my God. Better than Jim Carrey is what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm just Better, better than yeah. fucking Al Pacino. Robert yes. Vineer, like, there's, I think there's actually a super cut of people saying showtime, showtime. in movies. <laughs> and his is the best, I think. Like Tom Cruise running in movies. That's a really good <laughs> yeah. one. That, that was uh, them getting old was... I did not like that. That's no, the scariest that, part of the movie. Yeah, I hated that man. Um, and so, and this is this is this is you know shows how fast this movie moves. <laughs> yeah. Like I realized, I was like, I realized like um, about halfway through it, like when we were rewatching it, I was like, gosh, it feels like it's almost done. Right. And it's like they've just they skipped. It's done. And it's like it, man. If you feel like. Did they skip this? No, they didn't. They didn't skip this. This movie moves so fast from point to point to point. And, uh, and fucking Otho, that <laughs> son of a bitch, that son of a that bastard, little, that fat chub boy. Like, and I love it when he, when he says, where are you going, big boy? We're about to have some fun. <laughs> He's just like, cause you're actually like, I like you Beetlejuice. Yeah, Thank you for taking yeah, care of Otho. Exactly. And when he goes, when he like points his finger, he goes, <laughs> he shoots his clothes off and he puts him in that leisure suit. Oh, that is great. Like some sort of bad Elvis impersonator or some shit. So good. And again, when Michael Keaton is amongst these actors who haven't been amongst him yet, he completely commands the fucking screen. <laughs> yeah. And they, they all shut up. And he, I mean, I know it's like part of the story. Yeah, of course. He shuts them up literally, but 
I, I would I would only it's like that friend who's just got such a huge personality you can't get one word in you know <laughs> I think we all have I don't know who it is I'm not naming names but hmm. I think we all have that friend where it's just like God damn dude you're such a huge personality like I, don't I can't have even any, talk I don't have any room to do anything you that know? is Beetlejuice for yeah. sure in the movie that uh the the little priest guy fucking scared so me too funny he's <laughs> a like, creep he's a creep man and especially like even the the when he poofs at the end and goes away, like yeah. even that was weird. And the way the fireplace was shaped is scared me. That was that was a weird part for me too, because because that that fireplace completely changes like that, and and it literally does like change worlds. It like, does. It's weird. It's like you just change this entire set by doing that thing, and it's it was it's very creepy when that happens. And uh, I like you're saying. There's a part where where they start trying to say Beetlejuice again, yep. and like when yes. Adam's jaw falls off, and you're like, oh, no, what's happening? And she gets a metal clamp over her mouth. Yeah, it's it's it, it like builds tension, but in such a comedic way. Yeah, where like I think she he puts a zipper over. Yeah, first, zipper, but then she unzips and, it. And he just clamps a steel thing. He like fastballs yeah. a metal thing at him, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, do you Beetle? No, no, no. Oh, says the B word. Like, do you take her? And he's like, and then he steps away, and he has this little pep talk with himself. <laughs> well, do I really want to do this? Really want to do it? I mean, that means but we'll make commitment and everything. You know, and he's just like, okay. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Get on with it. <laughs> why did that? Why did that scene stick out to you, AJ? Oh, no idea. Oh. But then the other part when he's like, when he's like. Uh, the ring and he's just like <laughs> rifling through his shit oh yeah so he can hold, find hold this mouse yeah and he's like oh hold on that and he's like he pulls out the finger with the ring on it and he's like doesn't mean anything she did nothing to me baby he just pulls the ring off and puts it on her and it's just like man, so oh, man. clever man all really these quotes is. for 15 minutes of screen time yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable uh there's some more people that were also considered to play beetlejuice did you read about these Sammy Davis Jr. was the original choice. I think so, yeah. So yeah. Li- listen to this list. You ready? Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh. Robin Williams, okay. Dustin Hoffman, uh. Christopher Lloyd, Jeez. Jim Carrey, Tim Curry, Jack Nicholson, Bill Murray, Robert De Niro, and John Cleese. Man, Can you imagine some how terrifying some of those would have been. Right, Tim Curry though is probably the closest who could, who could maybe do it. Even like Christopher Lloyd, maybe Christopher maybe. Lloyd would have been terrifying. Yes, um, Dustin Hoffman could have been insane. I mean, think about Hook. He transformed true. in that's Hook. That's true. He could do something like Beetlejuice. But yeah, that's but Christopher even, Lloyd. Even that crazy. unbelievable list, like Michael Keaton's still the man for me. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, it's like, you know, like we, don't we, change it. When like, we say yeah. with Otho, like I I could have done. I feel like they could have done better with Otho maybe mm-hmm. but with Michael Keaton no like that they did good that Can was the choice Arnold Schwarzenegger as fucking Beetlejuice no <laughs> what in the world <laughs> I can't that, that, that doesn't make sense at all it's showtime it's showtime baby <laughs> there is some humanity um, in this scene when they're doing what they thought like you're saying like what they thought is a seance and it actually becomes an exorcism yeah and like you really start to see that these they're not like they're not terribly shitty people. Like he's like, he's like, Otho, stop, stop. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You stop it. You gotta, cool. you gotta stop. And he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize like, I yeah. can't, it's, it's done. I can't do anything about this. And like, you're just like, like 
it feels pretty defined like oh this is bad news Shit, they didn't know what they were doing yeah, yeah. well and even beetlejuice didn't have to save the maitlands that's very true but he still did he still stopped the exorcism so that that maybe maybe you know maybe we got to give him a little bone there like hey yeah. thanks for doing that he's yeah. not all but, bad but he did have something to gain out of it which yes is like he did true sociopath yeah no <laughs> so doubt. then what happens if, if he marries lydia then now he's immortal and he can still have his powers and do whatever the hell he wants to do I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like he he's always there. Yeah. Maybe he's like always summoned. Maybe it's and he like yeah a, he he can't go back. Right. Now he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Maybe he's alive again in some sort of way or he runs for president in twenty twenty. Like, I'd vote for that. I yeah. Mean, I, hey, <laughs> give, give me pack? options. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, and then and then of course like we we talked about it in Hocus Pocus the uh, the making. Taking our th- our issue from the beginning and bringing it back is uh, wrapping it up in a little bow. Real estate Jane made that terrible comment about how this is such a big house. This is such a big house for someone without kids. And they're like, really? We've been trying to have kids. Yeah. We want to have kids. Like, <laughs> great, terrible comment, stupid Jane, mm-hmm. with your dumbass little kid that rolls up the window. Yeah. <laughs> but here now we have Lydia. Lydia is now essentially kind of their kid. Mm-hmm. And the house is full. And it's lively. And, yeah. and like, we've resolved that. They've, they've always wanted it. And here it is. I always thought, I, I, and I, I thought very darkly about this for some reason, I thought Lydia died oh, or something I did like too. that. Yes, because so, why was she floating? Correct. I was like, I was like, well, she doesn't have the powers, but I guess they could do that with their, their powers. I guess maybe. Right? And then like, but I was like, it's like I thought that they were saying, yeah, it's okay. You did good at school. You can um, use your powers. Oh, okay. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. And like that. But then I was, and I was like, I realized like, well, she's at school. She did say hi to people. Like I don't know. No, I thought that too. I and I was actually rewatching it this time, surprised at that that wasn't the the way it is. Like I, I truly thought like she was dead uh, by my memory, and then when I saw her like interact with people at school, I'm like oh shit, she did survive. Okay. She can't be a ghost. Yeah. She's at school, why would she go to school if she's a ghost? Yeah, yeah fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> but she's clearly got friends. She realizes life is worth living. Right. Exactly. I that's love it. The, that's the big thing. Well, there we are. That's that's the finale. Other than the beautiful that scene that was not supposed to happen with Beetlejuice at the end, right. getting his small head from the <laughs> he's got he's got number eight trillion, yeah. and the guy next to him's got three. And it's, it's his reactions in there when he like he looks at this long ticket he's got, and then he looks up and he goes bing to three, and he's just like. <laughs> And he looks over at the witch doctor head, yeah. and he's like, oh, crap, it's the king. And he's like, <laughs> and he just drops it in his lap, too. And he's just like, and he looks, he's like, well, well, well that's me, I'm next up. <laughs> oh, good thing, too. I got to get a photo shoot for GQ coming up in about an hour and a half. <laughs> he's like, they've been trying to get me for years, but I just keep turning them down. <laughs> he's, AJ's got it. I think I know what your Halloween costume is. Hell year, Yeah. <laughs> So everybody's dying to know. We've rewatched it. We've rewatched it with more of a critical eye, a more mature eye, a 2020 eye. What is our rating now compared to what it was a little kid? I was a seven as a little kid. I have also, just like Hocus Pocus, I have increased. I am an eight and a half. Nice. I still love this movie. I can still watch it. It holds up well. And Michael Keaton, the the, the cast of this movie and how good they are in it, especially Michael Keaton, I'm I'm just in. I'm a fan. I love Beetlejuice. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I probably was. Uh, what, what was you I? were a, somewhere between a six and a ten. Yeah. You don't even know. I, I'm I'm a firm eight on this movie. Yeah, it's 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 just great and rewatchable. Like AJ said, it moves so fucking fast, yep. and it's it's gone within a blink of an eye. Uh, the performances are all amazing, and the, you can't get much better set design and uh, everything that goes into making a movie is is uh, uh, displayed and and over or very very glossy and yep. very uh, 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 huge in this right. movie. And uh, yeah, it's it's great for that. Age, I think I'm right in the same pocket. What I did think you give that- it initially? Uh, initially, I think I gave it a four. Okay. Or sorry, a five. I gave it a five. Scary five. Scary five. Too scary. Too spooky, guys. <laughs> and, uh, so, so my, but, but the spookiness kind of goes away. I can watch it now. It's kind of like, there's those little yeah. things that you just couldn't watch. <laughs> you, you like, you like found, like you kind of convinced yourself. I didn't look away because of that. I looked away because of, <laughs> like I saw something else. And so, um, but yeah, so. I, I think uh, I've now I've rekindled I've, I've matured if you will and I think I've got to give it a solid seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Increased. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's me. Seven and a half nowadays. Well, thank you, Tim Burton, for your your work. Thank let, you. Let me just uh, pull up his run here. Real oh quick. yeah, because you said this kind of started his run. So yeah, I mean this is like kind of started his run of great great movies so beetlejuice batman 89 edward scissorhands batman returns edward my favorite uh tim burton movie of all time mars attacks sleepy hollow and then he starts falling off i know you guys are fans of big fish right i did like big fish i, I actually haven't seen it so i don't know what? but he does Planet of the apes okay you know? what about nightmare before christmas is that before all this well he didn't direct it oh, uh, okay so, uh, i think it was probably it had to be somewhere in like Batman Returns ish okay, okay. area, um, but and then, you know, he, then he falls off just to beat. I mean, in my opinion, Cor- uh, Corpse Bride. I mean, people love that movie too. But Charlie and Chocolate Factory, yeah. not a not a hit. Sweeney mm. Todd, Dark Shadows, Franken when he came back a little okay, bit. Okay, and now he's doing like Miss Pentagon's Home for Peculiar Children and Dumbo, and then <laughs> Dumbo. always always Dumbo. always been rumored to p- do Beetlejuice too, and that's next on his on his list right that I got, but. Um, They've been talking about it and talking about it, but well, never say talking. never. Never say never. never. Say never. We got a Bill and Ted too, so that's, you know, that's like, true. That's like true. well, that's from the same era. Yeah, we uh, they can't have Beetlejuice as like the main character, no, because no, no, the no. heart of the movie is the Maitlands. Yes, you know? so it's got to go back to that. It's got to have something to do with that, and 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 it's <sighs> almost like uh, the Maitlands are still there, but then. Uh, uh, Lydia is now married with children. Maybe. Yeah. maybe she's moved on. Maybe the Dietzes have moved on. Yes. Maybe it's a new family who's not oh. appreciative of their their. Let's just write it. Being. Let's just write it. I think we just write uh, this yeah, right now, guys. Good. We'll finish this up. We'll go write a movie. <laughs> well, for for everybody playing at home, uh, in another two weeks we're gonna hit episode three. Um, so we've decided. We're moving on for episode three with Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Lethal Weapon one, correct? Lethal Weapon one. Because when we're talking series, we're going one movie at a time. We're not we're not gonna do all of them. It is the one particular movie. Correct. So you've got two weeks now. If you're listening to this today, 
Uh, and it just came out. You've got two weeks to catch up on Beautiful Lethal Weapon to join us for the conversation uh, for episode three. But before we get out of here, AJ, tell us how everybody can stay in touch and, and help support us. Yeah, guys, if you're listening on the platform that you're listening on, there's going to be a way that you can rate, review, give us a thumbs up, five stars, whatever it happens to be. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, follow us and, and everything on, on iTunes, because um, those are the places you're going to find us. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, every other podcast platform out there. If you're listening to it, then make sure you drop us a line and rate and review and tell your friends about us. Okay? got to tell your friends. You can find us anywhere on social media. It's Confused Breakfast anywhere. It's Facebook. It's uh, Instagram. It is Twitter at Confused Be Fast. And then, uh, guys, we've... We would love to hear from you. Make sure you're telling us what movies you want to want to hear about. Join in on conversations with us uh, at those locales as well. Well, Absolutely. I know. I know. We said. Uh, I know. I know what you're thinking. Like, oh man, they've gone this whole first two episodes without saying what the Confused Breakfast podcast even means. And I know we've talked about it. We said that as long as we get in a certain number of listeners, right? That we will tell you. So we will really, tell you. if you want to know, you just need to share it. You Correct. just need to tell it's, people. That's all you got to do. That's right. All, I mean, it's really not that hard. And then it's we'll not. tell you the unbelievable four-part episode of how we figured out this name yep, and why it it's called this. Exactly. Yeah. The mystery you need to solve. Oh, my that's God. Right. Well, thanks for tuning in. My name is Mike Schulte. On behalf of my co-host, AJ Vince, Sean Pryor. Do you want to tell them where we can find each other? Or yeah, let's not do, even care. Uh, Sean Pryor, 237. Oh, yeah. Twitter. Oh, that's a great spot. Yeah, Say yeah. it one more time. Sean I was t- Pryor 237 Wait, on Instagram. I was Twitter. talking over you again. Go ahead. Sean, <laughs> Sean Pryor <laughs> 237 on Instagram and Twitter. Guys, anywhere on social media uh, or online, you can find me, A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S, A-J Vens, anywhere on social media. Yeah, and I don't give, uh, I don't give my shit out. So, nice. Like, yeah. you can, what you do is you add these two fellas, and then you, like, see if they're following yeah. me somehow. By right. proxy, right. you, you yeah. might get it on with Mike. Yeah. So. Sorry, yeah. boys. Well. I'm going to call it. See you next time. Later. Boy. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.